Hey, it's Whoop. We're continuing our 25th season celebration, and today I get to talk to one of my favorite people, Nicole Wallace. I met Nicole when she joined the show as a co-host for one season in 2014, and we became friends from that very moment. She was the White House Communications Director to President George W. Bush, and also served as Senior Advisor to the McCain-Palin Campaign in 2008. Since leaving The View, she now anchors her own cable news show, okay? Today, we talk about why we instantly became close friends, what it was like to work with Rosie O'Donnell, and how Nicole really felt about being let go from the show. And now, here's our conversation. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. There's a whole you. bunch of... I miss you too. I, I, you know, but you're... You've gone to a better place. <laughs> That's how we talk about you. She's gone to a better place. <laughs> like you know? the departed? Well, not the departed, but you know when someone just, they've just stopped speaking and they've sort of in your mind, but they've disappeared. That's what's happened. And you know, Rob Bruce asks about you daily. Did you see her show? Did you say? And I, you know, I wonder as we're talking about this, you know, what do you miss about the view? I only miss you. I quoted you yesterday. I don't remember who I was talking about. I said, as Whoopi Goldberg would say, he's a grown ass man. You know, I mean, you're in my head all the time because you're in my heart all the time, but you're also the smartest political observer I've ever been around. And you said in the summer of 2015, y'all watch out, he's gonna be your all's president. And yep. I've quoted that 547 times. I said, people who know where this country was in 2015 knew he was gonna win. Yeah. They knew it. They knew that he was talking to some closeted racism, some closeted misogyny, and they weren't surprised. But yeah. what I think is still crazy is that he's gone and this is still who we are. Well, do you think in fact, this has always been who we are and we've been Maybe. able to move it around and shift it around so that it wasn't quite in your face the way it is now and i mean it's in your face it is insane how people feel uh free enough to say things to you you know it, it's a, it's kind of nutty it's one of the nuttiest things ever because you you're stuck thinking, what country is this, you know? And the idea that, you know, what it takes to be an American, what is a good American uh, and what isn't a good American has turned, literally turned itself on its head, you know? Totally, and I think, I mean, to this first question, like, is it who we always were? I think a lot about um, like like set levels, like a diet or diets, and then your body level sets. Or, you know, addiction is a disease, and so you can be in remission, but you've always got the disease. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if this is the set point, or if this is the disease, we may have spent time on and off the wagon, but this is the disease. And and you know, when we're not in remission we're really sick. And I think yeah. right now we're really sick. And I think yeah. what it means to be an American 
is you're either enabling the disease and the addiction or you're you're helping you know to 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 sort of keep the addict on the wagon and i think it's that precarious and if you 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 know it's you live right there on the edge of a knife Uh and and it's that the stakes are that high the 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 trauma is that real and and the and the person has you know the country is diseased yeah we have these diseases of of systemic racism we have this disease of, of amnesia of our history we have this terror of looking in the mirror and the only way to sort of stay in remission is to sort of stay in the meeting right to stay on the right. program right and i think different leaders have kept us in meeting they've kept us talking they've kept us you know i'm america and i have a problem but you know we had four years of just you know mainlining the diseases of our country and, and, yeah. and i think that's my best way of processing where we are we're sick yeah but I, you know, I could talk to you forever. So, but I'm supposed to ask you some questions about your time on the View. And unless you've been under a rock, maybe you've been under a rock. I don't know. I like rocks. But my friend Nicole Wallace, uh, who I met on the View and have never let go of because she's just a genuine person, and I love her dearly. Uh, and so because we're talking about people's times on The View, she uh, left the show, actually, and her career blew up. It's like, it's amazing. <laughs> if you have not watched her show, you should. Okay, that's all I'm going to say that about that. Anyway, uh, so you... <laughs> Who are I miss on the you view. so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had lots of fun. We had great discussions. We didn't always agree and found a way to never, ever, ever disrespect one another. That to me, you know, is important on a show if you're going to be with people. This, the show, The View, you know, it's the 25th anniversary. And one of the things, everybody listening should know about The View, is it's an ensemble show. It's not my show, it's not Joy's show. It is an ensemble show, and we have to find a way to talk to each other because there are five of us. And sometimes we make it, and oftentimes, you know, it gets harder than it needs to be. I will just put it that way. But now the summer before you were hired, we had an audition for new hosts. Do you remember that day? I'll never forget it. First of all, tell me. I, I was a stay-at-home mommy swimming in the pool. My hair was green, um, <laughs> so I, I went. <laughs> and I have green hair. Um, I I had one interest in you know succeeding that day. I, I had guest appeared, and Jenny McCarthy was there, sweet as could be. Little Kay- Kaylee McEnany was there one day, crazy as could be. That, uh, uh, that, um, you know, bless her heart. Um, but you were there, and I think I guest hosted twice. And it was sort of like, like when I was fifteen, I went abroad, and I'm like, you know, Spain. You know, they sleep in the middle of the day, and they eat dinner at ten, and you know, I love it. And they smoke cigarettes. Like, let's do this. But it was, it was foreign, right. and the view was as exotic to me. Joining us today as guest co-host is the fabulous Nicole Wallace. Come on, Wallace. Thank you so much. I've watched for years. It's such an honor. Thank you. But I don't really remember much about guest hosting except meeting you. 
And when they said, do you want to try out? I was like, <laughs> and see Whoopi Goldberg every day? Yes. <laughs> and my whole drive to get picked was about being with you and wanting to, I mean, I, I've said this on TV. I mean, it was like love at first sight with you. And the, the whole thing was never about more than that for me. And I can't say that I had any sense of what anybody was looking for. I'd been right. a public spokesperson for decades by the time. They knew exactly what I was. Right. They knew exactly where I came from. I am like pathologically adaptive and, and you know, a, a mediator at heart. So right. the idea that they felt bamboozled that I wasn't, you know, Hasselback 2.0 was always <laughs> crazy to me. But what I, I actually don't know that I felt like it, it, it should have been an ensemble. And I, I remember thinking the most wonderful thing was sitting with you. The second most wonderful thing is the view viewer. I mean, that to have your first job in TV in front of the view viewer yeah. is like being held and then, you know, scolded when you screw up. You have right. this instant human face that's rooting yeah. for the show, that's deeply connected to your heart. And you have this sense of like what humans react to, what humans yeah. connect to. You have a sense that humans are very open. They are not snowflakes. The view viewer can handle a debate that goes from yes. here. To, they, they're not, they don't need it right here. They can take it. Yeah. And so the idea that like hosts stretched and understood other people's point of views was its strength and was its beauty and was my favorite thing about it. And it, it, it truly, I think it truly is the best one. It is the best thing about the view is, is the people who are watching because they are, they're saying, tell me, I want to hear what you think. And I want to see if I agree or disagree. And then I want to see why. You know. And if you're not nasty, I'll love you anyway. It's yes. like, I might not agree yes. with you, but I like that you're going to give it to me straight. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I also was coming out of a professional political life and forming my own views for the first time in my right. life. Right. And so I was, I was very open to all the discussions we had. I'm still the most pop culture ignorant person you'll ever meet. And what, what makes me laugh is that you all are famous, so people think you know everything else about other famous people. You all didn't know everything either, but I always got tagged for being the pop culture dummy. <laughs> it's because people could not say anything else about you. That's the roughest thing they could say. Do you know what I mean? Because they couldn't, they couldn't label you. Except it's to so say funny. It's a know. label that, that stuck though. Olivia Rodrigo was at the White House and everyone on my <laughs> show yesterday is like, you know, Nicole, I know you don't know who she is. I'm like, I, I know who she is. It's just this piece of, it's funny. It's fine, but it's funny. So uh, Rosie O'Donnell left in the middle, uh, left our show in the middle of your season. Did you ever become friends? So we ran into each other on an airplane. And, you know, we, she and I have talked about this. We are friends now. She's been on my show a couple of times. We ran into each other on a flight to Miami. She was going to, I think, buy the house that, sh that she spends a lot of time in right. now. I think she spends some time in Miami and some time in L.A. now. Um, and, I mean, look, I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this for her. I mean, she scared the, the bejesus out of me. I mean, I didn't know her and, right. and she had, you know, she had big feelings. And, um, and, and for some reason, I think there was just some muscle memory to, to, to fighting with the Republican. And I just, yeah. I made her mad and, and, um, 
and I think she had a lot going on in her life, I think she'd say all these same things. I don't get why uh, let you me would... just answer your uh, attack on President Bush and Katrina. Nobody did more to rebuild New Orleans, and I think most people in state and local government in Louisiana, hey, and Donna Brazil, let me just finish my sentence. All right. A lot of people were very happy with a lot of what got done to rebuild New Orleans. New Orleans is a safer city now because of what it went through, and President okay. Bush did everything that everyone of any party and at any level of government uh, okay. said to Russell, rebuild the city. So I did not attack him. I simply stated the fact that he flew over in a plane before he ever went to address the people who were there and it was a very long time before he showed up that is a fact not an attack but we, we did become friends we were on this flight together um, I think anyone on the planet with a kid can relate to Rosie O'Donnell as a mom yeah because I think if, if you were to map her brain 99% of it is spent thinking about her kids and trying to help her kids with whatever yeah. they're going through. And so, you know, I have a kid, she, she had kids, and we talked about we talked about her kids, we talked about my kid, um, and and we're good, we're good now. But, but navigating, I mean, you and Rosie Perez were like gifts from God. I mean, Rosie, Rosie P and I are, 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 are really close too. Yeah. But Rosie O'Donnell was like, I never met anybody like that, and, and I, I never figured out how to navigate her during our season. Me either. <laughs> you know, me either, you know, really? it's just, yeah, you know, because I, I, for me, I, I have one job. I'm supposed to try to keep some peace at the table. And that also means I get to have my opinions and my ideas of what the world is. And the world I grew up in is very different than the world she grew up in. And so I think our biggest issue was you haven't walked in my shoes. You don't know what I know and I don't know what you know. You know, but she 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 says I'm the I'm the meanest woman she ever met in no. the, Yeah, in the no, business. Yeah, she no, she's yeah, she's it's, she said it. And I think she she doesn't mean it because she's met a lot meaner, nastier people than me. <laughs> but I you know, I, I've you know, Rosie and I have always gotten on when we see each other, we say, hey, what's going on? You know, and I will always hug her when I see her. You know, there's no point in being angry at folks or being pissy towards them. It's just not, this is no win. You, you know, you lose so much ability to, to map a world together that, you know, what's the point? I, you know, I reflected a little bit on, on what was, because I get along with Sarah Palin was the only person I ever met that I couldn't get along with. I mean, I, I get along with everybody. And I think that, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think that might have been the wrong moment in her life, the wrong mm -hmm. role on mm -hmm. a TV show. Yeah. And maybe the chemistry between the rest of us um, made her hurt. I mean, I think for Rosie O, the mm -hmm. pain does the talking sometimes is my mm -hmm. observation. My sense, and I'm not super close to her, is that is that her her life is 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 pretty peaceful right now, and so yeah. I've had, you know, connections with her over the politics of the last right. three years, right. and and like I said, when when we had that flight together about just, you know, the shared pain of being a mama bear, yeah. but um, yeah. I bet that's not her feeling about you right now. That'd be my well, bet. you know, and even if it is, eventually she'll change her mind. Because she'll actually she meet a really man. You know? No, she'll go with that. Oh, we'll be wasn't that bad, you know. So it'll, no. it will. You're the best. You're the I best. Am, You're my whoopee. Ah, uh, well, you know, I listen. I 
I like having the discussions that we have because there are lots of things that I've given no thought to. And then we get on the show and it's something that I'm introduced to and I think, oh, oh, okay, so I, this is something I have to keep my eye open for because I can help here. I can do something here. Whoopi, you were right about so much, though. I remember you asking the producers to get you statistics. I mean, you're right about Trump. You were right about the country voting for him. You were also right about domestic terrorism. I remember, and and it's just, you have this intuitive understanding of our politics that um, I I, I don't know if the view is like the best place for it because you're just ahead of some of these debates. And I remember you saying domestic terrorism is a much greater threat. And I kind of whipped my head around and it was sort of before the statistics, or maybe the statistics had caught up, but it was ahead of where the conversation was in our politics. And you're one of the, you are one of the most astute political observers that I have ever been around. And I love you because you're one of my best friends. This is true. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com view. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. How pissed were you <laughs> when they said we are not going to uh, renew your contract? Uh, whoop, they never told me. I, I mean, here's what was, and I was crushed. I was like, I was like the, the you know, it was like a eighth grade breakup. I was the girl, <laughs> you know, crying at the dance. I, w- I wasn't pissed. I didn't have a, I didn't have a counter move. I didn't play any, and I had no idea. I was in the dark. There were people I'd known for years and they just wouldn't level with me. Mm -hmm. And I really did learn about it in variety. Um, And I think like any good breakup, you know, like, you know, you you get the post breakup, you know, um, swagger back, you have the thicker skin, but it's never not a rejection. I mean, it, it's always a very personal rejection from which you try to build back. But I think that the 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 experience was of rejection and a very personal rejection. And I think my you know my tried to intellectualize it. You know, how did I end up on the list of things that were hurting the show, not helping the show? I always tried to help the show. I never took a day off. I, I did everything. But I think it's not, it's like a casting. And I, and I really yeah. didn't understand that. Yeah. But it's taken me years to understand that it, it's, it's, it, it, it was a casting they didn't like. And that was their prerogative. I guess it was. And of course, they never talked to us. It, right? Uh, you know, they never said, oh, by the way. Uh, which tended, I think, to happen a lot on that show. They made a lot of decisions without us. And and the one that everyone screamed about was losing you. Because you, to us, were the smartest person at the table. And we didn't understand. It was, it, it, it was hard to get over. It was hard to get over. Look, asked I... Asked um, and asked and begged. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. I mean, the first time I'm hearing that, I... I, I don't really want to offer any thoughts on what I left, but, but I will say that what I went to was so special. I mean, yeah. NBC and MSNBC like rolled out the red carpet. Yeah. Savannah Guthrie had me on the Today Show and I was on every day through the election. Phil yeah. Griffin offered me my own show on MSNBC. The Today Show offered me an ongoing role. And so I, I do feel like the breakup analogy might be the right one. You know, I, I left a relationship that at its foundational level probably yeah. wasn't sound. And I went to something really, really supportive and really, really wonderful. But now in your news cycle, how are you finding the news today? Is it being done better? Is it being done worse? Are we covering the important things? What, what are you saying? 
I mean, I'll be totally honest. I've had I've had Liam home for 16 months. I don't watch a ton of news. I'm I've been in third grade from you know morning <laughs> until I go, and I never turn the TVs on. Um, so I've not consumed a ton of news. I mean, right. I I see my colleagues um, at night after he goes to bed. So I see right. Rachel. I see Brian. Um, but I haven't turned the TV on, so I, I can't offer any. I, I don't have any sense of what of how we're doing as a, as a sort of biz, but I will say I may be in the minority and feeling this way, but the story now, I mean, what you and I have not taken a breath of talking about is mm. to me more important in some ways, if, if more difficult to tell than right. the Trump presidency, it, cause it's about us. Yes. The, the last four years were about him. Yes, this is about us. It's and it's about our neighbors and it's about divisions, you know, in our communities. And and so for me, this story feels more important, more enduring and the stakes feel higher. So in terms of the story, I'm covering the country right now, the insurrection investigation, yeah. uh, the, the rollback of voting rights. For me, this feels like the biggest story I have ever covered in my life. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm moved by the people that come on and sort of are blunt with me. Um, I don't, I have, I have no answers. I mean, I, I, I have no idea how this is going to end, but I, I, I definitely have two hours of questions every day. Um, and I, I, you know, I feel like I, I won the lottery. I never would have quit the view. You know that I loved it. Well, we loved you. We loved having you, I, I, you know, I miss you deeply, desperately every day, but I, I am so glad you are where you are because I miss you every day you know I, it just friendships are very hard to find i find real ones it's easy to be acquaintances with somebody but somebody who you can tell stuff to that's you know that's how i i feel i am with you i can tell you anything call you in the middle of the night and say hello <laughs> you know well and friendships, I mean, let's be honest, friendships among women are even harder to um, identify the real ones, I think. Yeah. I've never been great at that. And, um, you know, and I, I think I am sort of, it's it's instant or it's not. You know, people yeah. don't grow on me, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I am um, as as drawn to you and as committed to you as I was the first time I met you. And I... I don't, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I, I look around for everywhere you are and everything you say. And, um, and I miss you so much. And I, and I think, I mean, I quote you all the time. I, grown ass man is my favorite. I use that all the time. He's a grown ass man. He should have known better. Um, yes. and, 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 you know, I've talked about our, our debate about whether Trump was a bigger racist or misogynist because it was sort of the beginning of my realization of just how poisonous he was. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you are, you're, you, you loom larger than life in, in my life and in my career. And they're so lucky to have you. You, you know, my, my feeling about, about you when you were, um, when your back went out and you're, yeah. you were in the hospital and, and, um, I think, I don't think they wanted me to fill in, but Rosie Perez did one of her, you know, I'm out of here if Nicole doesn't. Right. <laughs> so I, I ended up, I ended up helming a couple of those shows. And God. I said, we start with Whoopi. And I said, oh, what do you mean? I said, we start with a Whoopi clip. They're here for, I'm here for Whoopi. So if I work here and I'm here for Whoopi, they're here for Whoopi. We start with Whoopi. And so, 
you know, you, you are the heart of that show and you are the guts. And, um, you know, maybe when you're there, you don't get to say that. I, I did. Um, but, you know, it is it is you and you are it. And, and they're so lucky you're still there. Well, I'm lucky I still have a job. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to lie because, you know, a couple of, you know, questionable times that I, I will cop to. But I never had as much fun on the show as, as I've had when you were there. That's we just had a the, lot of we had a lot we of laughs. laughed a lot. We laughed a lot. And it wasn't like you could tell, but sometimes because I'd be sitting here, I <laughs> I'd look over at Nicole like this. Well, sometimes it was because <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell was pissed at us and we just get the giggles. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and then other times, you, yeah. I mean, you are you are also the funniest human being to walk this earth. So I miss well, you. I miss all that. I, I I tell you, I miss you a lot. And I'm so happy you said yes to this because this is a, you know, this is a big deal, 25 years. And, it's amazing. and I, I, you know, Barbara Walters, you know, gave this to me on a silver platter and said, I want you to do this. And I've been able to meet presidents and, hang out in strange places I've never been before and meet new f people and make friends sometimes. But I love you, the audience loved you and, and they asked for a good two and a half years, why, why? And we mm -hmm. said, we don't know, but we can tell you where she is. We can tell you where she is. Yeah. I I got the best advice from Barbara Walters when I got fired. And and I, I've never done this on TV. I'll try this. She she called me and she said, Is it true you were fired in variety? And I said, Yeah. Um, and she offered to call anyone in the business for me, anyone, yeah. and, and and advocate for me. And then she she gave me this advice that was was so so simple but so profound. She said do your best work from now forward. Do yeah. your best work. Look your best and do your best work. And it just became a mantra. I mean, yes. she's, she's, um, she, she, I think people know about Barbara Walters, the legend. I don't know mm -hmm. that they know that she's the one that calls you when you've been, you know, sort of kicked to the ground. Yeah. And I'm sure one of the first people to call me and, and, and give me some really, really important advice. Yeah. Yeah. She she is she's the world. She means the world to me and to I think a whole bunch of the women who have done this show know that we're all walking on the shoulders of Barbara Walters. And if anyone said, well, name someone, your name would be the first name out of my lips Aww. who's walking on her shoulders because you're doing what she did you're telling the truth and you're showing people and you're not you're not making fun of folks you're telling the truth or the truth as you see it and giving people the opportunity to tell you their truth that's kind of great and so i i bring this to an end uh with a heart filled with love for you and for my man liam he loves you and I love you and I miss you and to be continued. Congratulations on your run at The View. You know how I feel about you being its beating heart. Um, they're so lucky you're there. Love you, baby.
Next week on Behind the Table, Sarah Haynes talks to Raven Simone and Candace Cameron Bure about their time on The View. So they had told me we're going so much lighter. A lot more would be evergreen. We're actually only going to do four days a week live. The fifth day is going to be a pre-tape because they're evergreen topics. We want to talk more about family and sex <laughs> and life. And so I was like, absolutely, 100%. I'm on board. And then it all changed when Trump entered the race. All that and more next week. Behind the Table is produced by Nathan Getty and Summer Shake. Executive produced by Brian Tetta. Booking was overseen by Todd Polks. The executive producer of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi. Special thanks to Josh Cohan, Brenda Salinas Baker, Trevor Hastings, David Toledo, Elizabeth Russo, Lori Hogan, Stacia Deshishku, Molly Kessler, and Ashley Havens. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.